Hello and welcome to another episode of the Construction Corner Podcast. I'm Dylan. I'm your host, joined by my blue collar badass. And as you've guessed it, it's just going to be Matt and I today. Uh, spin it up. So, Matt, how are you, my friend? I'm doing great, Dylan. Uh, it has actually been quite a while since just you and I sat on the mic. So, I'm looking forward to just having an old school chat today. It is quite nice, man. And uh, like I'm in my new office and finally getting everything set up and good to go. And it's it's nice to like just sit and have a conversation. Like I'm not necessarily in front of my computer right, doing this. It's it's such a nice feeling to like be able to, I don't know, like I feel like we're always in an office chair or having conversations like that these days. Um, I mean, I do a ton of calls with you know, friends and others on like walks and stuff, but to actually like have more of a, I feel like a relaxed conversation, even though like I'm six feet from my other chair, right. Just being in a, a different little environment, if you will, um, is pretty cool. Yeah, man. You're actually, you've inspired me to, to tweak my studio out here a little bit because you know, part of what we do kind of sucks, right. You're in California. I'm in, in Michigan. You know, we, can't easily physically sit in uh, you know across a little podcast table and and actually do this face to face so this is what we're left with so I do the same thing as what you've always done is I you know I'm at my home office slash studio but I'm still sitting at a damn desk with you know computer monitors all around me and I'm sitting in my desk chair and it's fine I mean it whatever we've been doing it for two plus years like this it works the quality's fine blah 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 but it just like you said at some point like I just get annoyed sitting here, right? I'd rather be sitting. I, I'm looking at a, I got a couch and a lazy boy and a different table. I just got to figure out how to take all the components and kind of stretch them away from my actual working space. Yeah. I mean, I created two setups for this, but this is like the, the bigger thing, right? Is like, I worked at a kitchen table for years, Yeah. right? Like, you know, I work in airports or hotel rooms or wherever, right? Like I've done, trainings like with people in my car right pulled over to the parking lot like we've all done this and especially in the construction world right like most guys work out of their pickup truck you know the like f-150 limited has that damn flip out uh deal from the center console specifically for a guy to put a, a you know his laptop or work orders or clipboard whatever yeah. on that surface right like ford purposely made that because they understand that the guy works in his truck right so like having an office or a dedicated space and like all that stuff is like i i see it now as like a luxury right like in having like those those dedicated spaces it makes things so much better um and just like nice to have you know like we think about the cubicles and like how bland they are but when you take a little bit of effort to make your space just like that much nicer right like and you know truth be told this whole setup is like a thousand bucks so it's not like incredibly expensive but it adds just so much more to it that i think you know whether that's in your office your home you know wherever you're working and most of you are working from home these days like that little bit of you know just thought going into your space, right. Versus like, I'm going to, like I did, right. I'm just going to work at the kitchen table or, Hey, you know, we're going to carve out, you know, a spot in the corner of a spare bedroom to put a desk or, Hey, we're going to, you know, 
now take over the whole spare bedroom, you know, put, you know, for the <laughs> couples that are working from home, right? Like we're going to make this our office and, you know, we're never going to have guests again, right? <laughs> like, you know, they could stay at the motel down the street, like whatever that is, you know, but a little thought and attention into that space and creating it however you want, right? Just goes a really long way, um, which has nothing to do with what we're going to talk about, but <laughs> it's just a, a cool little thing, man. Well, it's, it's the reality of what we live in now, right? You know, I built this office next door to my house during the worst of COVID because I was sitting at my kitchen table and I'm like, this is bullshit. I own a construction company. I know how to build shit. I, I can get people to come help me. And so granted, it's changed a lot since you've been up here a couple of years ago, but it's still not finished, right? It's It's still this work in progress and I keep adding stuff and moving things. And, you know, one of these days I'll grow up and, and, and do what my wife has been yelling at me to do and actually just finish it and be done with it. But uh, until then, it's it's always, a, you know, another couple of days type project. Well, it just goes to like, yeah, and I think guys are mostly this way, right? Like you can live with a lot of stuff, right? That's just like good enough. And, you know, my my wife, your wife, you know, I think women in general, like want that finished, you know, space that, you know, thing to be, complete that project to be done with where we can just live in it and it's fine. Like, can I get to my desk and there's a path to it, you know, like it doesn't matter how cramped I am or whatever. Right. It doesn't matter if I'm working on an airplane or in an airport, like, do I have my two feet of space around me to like write some notes and use my computer. And I think that goes just a lot to, we're in the mentality of getting it done most of the time and not necessarily like in the business of prettying it up. Um, but that's also like why, you know, for graphics and all that kind of stuff, like I need someone else to do it. Cause that's just not how my brain works. Yeah, definitely. And it's, it's kind of like the, the shoemakers kids have no shoes mentality too. Right. <laughs> like, you know, my Carrie will bark at me all the time. Like you're a builder. How is it that you can even function in this space that isn't fully built out and done? I'm like, I don't even see it. I, I just, I, I put my blinders on. I come up here. I have a, I have a goal. I, it's just like driving to my other office. I, I don't pay attention to all the peripheral, right? I have a, a mission and I am mission focused to everything I do. So I come up here and I'm boom, I get to my desk and I'm rocking and rolling. Like, I, did I walk past an area with no base molding? Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> she comes in here for 15 seconds and it's like, holy hell, why, how can you even breathe? And that's a whole nother, another show, right? The difference between men and women, but I guess it's all, uh, it's all glorified first world problems too. You know, I'm, I'm bitching about my second office space and my, my cushy office next to my house that I can walk to in 45 seconds and complaining it's not done. So to each his own. Right. Which you know, isn't going to be the perfect lead in, but I think goes to, uh, you know, a story you want to tell about, uh, being in a meeting and, uh, some people maybe that listen to the show. So we'll give them another laugh. <laughs> yeah, man. So I guess the, the moral of the story, we'll start with the, the end in, in, in mind. It's you, you never know who's listening and who's watching. And, you know, I say this all the time to, to myself, frankly, and, and to my colleagues that have kids. Um, and there, there's a lot of truth to that. Like, you know, your kids are always watching. They're always listening, no matter what 
you're saying or where you're at, no matter how sneaky you're being, kids are are always watching you and they're always learning, <clears throat> um, good or bad. So especially given what you and I do for our, I'll call it our non-professional lives here, right? We're not making any money on this shit. We, we do it for the enjoyment. We do it to try and bring a better good to the industry. We do it for a lot of reasons, but money isn't one of them right now. So I forget sometimes <laughs> that, you know, we're, we're, we are growing an audience too through this, whether it's through just the podcast or all the shit on LinkedIn and Facebook and all the, all the social media content that, you know, between the two of us, we're generating and putting out there on a daily basis. So it's not unoften that, you know, I'll be in meetings or I'll meet new people and they, they'll bring up my LinkedIn content, especially, oh, I follow you on LinkedIn blah, blah, blah. And usually I just kind of blow it off. I'm like, oh, hey, thanks. Cool. You know, it's, I'm glad somebody looks at it, you know, that sort of thing. Well, last week or week before, I don't really remember, but a, a colleague and I are in a meeting and it's a big fucking meeting. <laughs> it's us. It's our client. Um, we're at a municipality locally. So there's, there's a supervisor, there's like directors of numerous different departments. There's brokers. There's a bunch of fucking attorneys and the meeting starts off like ugly, right? Like the attorneys are beating on each other and there's barking and, and you, you know, it's just, it was an uncomfortable situation for quite a while. And I don't mind the uncomfort, right? I've, I've grown to get very comfortable in uncomfortable situations. That's, that's how I can do what I do without losing my shit all the time. But we're kind of like coming to a lull in the conversation that, you know, the lawyers have, have earned their fees and they've stopped fucking yelling for a little bit <laughs> and we're getting ready to pack up. And, and one of the directors in the middle of the damn meeting, you know, in front of everybody goes, Oh, by the way, Matt, I love your stuff on LinkedIn. And I, I listen to the podcast all the time. And dude, my stomach like sank and instantly I'm like reeling back in my head, like, Oh shit. When was it that I had my, my little rant that I recorded on the way home from the planning commission meeting. When, when the hell did that post? Is it far enough away, far enough in the past that like maybe he hasn't heard it yet? And he didn't bring it up that specifically. But on the one hand, it's great because it means that all this work we're doing is is starting to grab hold, right? It's, it's gaining traction. Like we see it in our numbers. We see it in the downloads on the podcast. We see it in the views on LinkedIn and, and wherever. But on the other hand, it's like a giant, oh shit moment. Like, all right, you know, I'm no Andy Frisella. I'm not putting myself on a pedestal even near, even near that guy. But when you start realizing like people are listening to the shit that spews out of my mouth, it's almost terrifying, Dylan, because then I start going back and I'm sitting here in this meeting. He calls me out and like now everyone's looking at like you do a podcast? What, you know, the, the attorneys are both like, what's a podcast? And <laughs> so we're, we're having that conversation and, you know, I'm just like reeling, like, all right, when was the last time I said something truly offensive? I, I need to like start preparing for a rebuttal. And while none of that actually came up in the meeting, thank God, it's always there. So I, I guess, you know, I don't know where we're going to go with this, this quick episode, but I just wanted to touch on that. Like, you never know who's listening. You never know who's watching. So the best thing I could say is as long as you're speaking from the heart and you're being honest, you got nothing really to worry about. And, and truth be told, 
there's very few things I've said while we had the mics hot, at least that, you know, I would be really, really nervous to defend myself on. Now there's some that I would have to kind of take a step back and, and strategize before I reopened my mouth. But for the most part, like I say what's on my mind and, you know, you don't have to like it. It is what it is, but uh, it was just, it was one of those moments professionally where I was like, Oh, well, this could get interesting very quickly. So <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know if you've had that happen yet, but it was, uh, it was eye opening. Um, not specifically. Right. But like, I put out a lot of content. Like I write a ton, uh, you know, obviously the podcast, other videos and stuff that I've done and put out. And so, and a lot of that for me is just like a free flow. Like I black out effectively. Like I don't remember shit that I said, it just flows <laughs> out of me. And so, and that's when the best content comes out. Like you just, you're in flow, like it comes out and like, I don't know half the time the shit I say, but I know it's good and it's honest and that's what I feel. And this goes to like, you know, in that situation for you, I'd be like, well, shit, what did I say? You know, like, cause I just, I frankly don't remember like half the time of what I said on a show or in a conversation. Like I talk to a lot of people, I say a lot of the same stuff, but you know, I think the bigger point here, and this is what I wanted to bring up is like, if you're you in all situations, then you're you, right? Like whether they they hear you on a podcast, see you on the street, you know, have a conversation with you in a meeting in a professional setting. Like if you show up on a Zoom meeting with a client or in person or whatever, if you're the same dude, right? And you're comfortable with who you are and, and the things that you talk about, right? Like I recently got into guns. It's not something I'm going to bring up out of the blue with somebody unless I know or whatever, but like that, that you care about it or, you know, you're, you're cool with it because right. people react differently to like things like that. Right. Like you're not going to bring up a lot of topics in mixed company, you know, that's just not what you do. But again, like, I'm not going to be afraid to talk about it. If somebody wants to discuss it, it's like, okay, you know, sure, man, like I'm, I'm game. And so, but if you're, if you're cool with who you are and you're not, and you, you hold that same opinion and no matter the setting, like you shouldn't have anything to be afraid of. Right. And I think this goes to the whole, are you comfortable in your own skin and your own shoes? And, you know, like in that meeting, if you were like, you know, an internet troll and then you were, you know, Matt in real life. Right. Like, and those people did not like, weren't the same. Right. Then you'd have a problem. <laughs> right. Right. It's, it's just not good. But, but, you know, again, and this goes to two, like, by and large, man, most people are just that, right? You're probably going to be more aggressive like here on the show than you would be in real life because you're not arguing against somebody. You don't have to like maintain that, but your true opinion is going to come out here. And then, you know, it'll be more nuanced when you have a conversation. And that's how all of us are, right? Like when we're in company and with the people that agree with us, you're going to be much stronger in, in your view than like you having to to go back and forth with somebody and you're going to find that common ground. I think it, it just gets lost in society and like having these conversations, right. One being open and like no one rebuttaling you, but two, like, you know, not everybody has to go and like deal with lawyers and attorneys and like be in front of clients and like all these stakeholders that you have to, you know, 
kind of make happy, if you will, right? Like not just your client, but all these other people to get a project done. In construction, that's unique, right? We have like 20 people we have to make happy, not yeah. just our client. And so to get a project done, and this is the reality of it. And like those conversations, you got to make everybody happy. But on the other side of it, like, you know, that you, you still need to hold those opinions, like, right? Like this would be the ideal outcome but you know, that's not always going to happen. So like, what is an acceptable outcome? Right. And there's, there's a gap between those two, but you're willing to accept, you know, certain terms and then you're, you're wanting, you know, better terms like in everything. But it, again, I think that the core crux of this, and this is what I want to bring up, man, because you're comfortable with who you are, right. It's, it's not a big deal when you go into those meetings. And I think a lot of people just need to find that voice. Right. And it's, in different contexts mean different things, you know, like um, a few weeks ago, I was at three, seven project and the proving ground with Chad Wright and the the group there. And like, I took a, a, you know, I was more Indian, less chief, you know, for that weekend. Right. Like there were times that I stepped up to lead, but by and large, you know, I let other people do that. Right. So in different settings, you're going to take different roles. Um, you know, sometimes you're going to lead, sometimes you're going to be led. Sometimes you're going to have, want to speak up sometimes you're gonna want to hold your tongue right like there's probably times at home you you know hold that back a little more than you do in like other meetings right it's just you know but again you're you have different battles different wars that you're gonna fight right like different games you know the goal of marriage is to stay married right the goal of business is to stay in business the goal of a project is to get it done right and there's different battles and wars in each of those and I think, you know, context matters a lot to, to your point, right? Like it could be funny and, and lighthearted and, and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, like the, the joke of the lawyers earning their fees, you know, in private, they know that, right. It's, that's what makes it funny is because it's true. That's why people like Chappelle and all these other, you know, Chris Rock. Um, I watched his special recently about the whole Will Smith slap and whatnot. Like, it's funny because it's true, man. Like, and that's why like people laugh about this stuff. Absolutely. And it, it just, you know, it's this, it's this theme of personal development that you and I talk about a, a lot. Right. And it's, it's getting to the point, frankly, where, where you're open and honest with yourself as much as you are with everybody else. And you can have honest, direct communication. You know, we always talk about ripping the bandaid off and just getting down to the, to the crux of an issue. That's, that's the best feeling is when you can finally get to that point where I don't give a shit if you agree with me or not. Right. Even, even you sitting on across, like argue with me, tell me I'm wrong and, and we'll have a discussion. We'll be, but we'll both be open and direct. There's not going to be any dancing around topics. And, and like you said, you know, yes, I may craft my, my verbal assault differently <laughs> here on the mics than I will in a high stakes business meeting. You know, I'll, I'll tamper down the pirate a little bit, at least in the business meeting, but by and large, I'm going to say the same, the same content. I'm going to say the same shit because it's, it is what it is. It's what I believe in. It's, it's who I am and it's how I'm going to do it. And once you reach that point where, and I don't want to be crass about it, but when you don't give a shit, you know, things get a lot easier. And it's not to be like, I want to be an asshole or, you know, or anything like that, but I don't need to be everybody's cup of tea. I don't, I don't care about that. Right. And, and frankly, doing the podcast has been a huge help for me personally. You know, we're two 
over two years in now since I've been been co-hosting with you. And just the virtue of getting on a mic and having to talk and carry conversations with you and with guests and, and all of the above, it's it's increased my level of awareness, at least, and my confidence to just start talking and, and just say what's on my mind and not be so you know, people get really worried about how it's going to come off and how is this going to make me look? And, you know, like I said, originally, yeah, I was a little nervous when the guy brought up that he listens to the show, but then I realized like, well, it is what it is. He still, he still listened. He, he, you know, maybe he likes my shit now. I don't know, but you know, if he wanted to talk about my feelings on planning commissions, we could, we could do that, but you know, you just got to be comfortable in your own skin. Well, that's it too, man. Like, you know, what people say and what people do are typically two very different things, right? Like by and large. So, you know, again, if they still listen, that means they like it, right? You know, one episode, you may or may not tune in. If you start listening 5, 10, 20, regular listener, right? Anytime anything comes out, then like you're, you're in, you know? And like the perfect example I have 2,100 people that subscribe to my like daily newsletter on LinkedIn, right? Everybody gets an email about it. I get like three people to like the post, but I know they all read it because they all get the email, right? Like (laughs) it's, and I mean the same thing like for view counts, right? Like hundreds of thousands of people will see a, a given post and you get 10 people that like the thing, right? On Facebook or on LinkedIn, like that have comments or whatever. So like, you got to remember too, in anything that you put out personally, there's a lot more people that watch than react or engage. Yes. And you can see this across any given platform, right? There might be uh, like a big celebrity, right? They might have, let's just say a million likes on that, but they're only going to have maybe a hundred thousand comments, right? And of them and like 20 million people follow, right? And so probably 10% of that, you know, see it or maybe it's 30% for some of those guys. So if you have 20 million, you know, and and 25% see it, 30% see it. So what's that? Uh, Like uh, 6 million people, right? Would see the post, a million like it, and then a hundred thousand comment, right? Like that's the percentage of, of that stuff. So when you start to really like hammer down on it, there's a lot of people that view and watch and see the content, but the people that actually engage are kind of few and far between. And so that that's important to keep in mind too, is you put your own content out there. You do a lot of this stuff, right? There's a lot more people like just watching and wanting to see that content before they do anything, make a decision. And, you know, from other people that I've been around or seen, like, there's guys that might never like comment, share nothing from a given post, but they'll go and spend a million dollars with somebody just because they saw content. Like it's, it's insane when you think about that and like spending power of having content. No, they never liked comment, engaged nothing, but they, they watched 200 YouTube videos or whatever, right? They, they listened to all the podcasts, they followed you on social, they saw your stuff or enough to make a decision to want to do business with you. And in our world, in the construction world, client, and and we were talking about this before, right? Even if you invested, let's say $25,000 in your brand over like two years, right? So thousand bucks, let's just say 50 grand. And you got a client that 
pays you 5 million and you make 10% on it. So you spent 50 K to make 500, like you would make that bet all day, every day. The problem is like the, the stats, like the comments, like shares, the dopamine hits of like doing the thing are hard because you're probably not going to get any, but again, like if you got one client out of it over a long enough time horizon, it's worth it. And I think that's what we like end up forgetting is in our business, we need one client, one client to make everything that we do worth it. And it is, it is truly hard on a daily basis to remember that, that you need one, right? In our business, in our world, right? Like even in, in my world, right, of a software client, even if I spent 50 grand, you know, over two years to get my name out there, promote stuff. And a lot of it is honestly, it's not, I don't even need to spend that much money. It's a time, effort, energy to like post on a free platform. Right? <laughs> That's Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, whatever. And okay, on that, I get a $50,000 consulting client to build custom software for them, you know, and, and customize our solution over a year. Okay, that's one. And then they stay with me for 10 years and they pay for 10 grand in software a year for all the custom suite of tools that we built for 10 years. Okay, so customer cost of acquisition goes to like, okay, even say it's 50 grand. So I netted quote zero on the upfront, but I made a hundred grand in profit on the back end, right? Like that, that's how the math works, but we don't think of like customer cost of acquisition, right? You don't think of like what it takes to put a proposal out or content or all the other pieces. Like you haven't monetized back to like day zero. I don't mean this to be like a marketing thing or like monetization point, but the whole point is like when you're comfortable speaking uh, your truth and like whatever that is, right? Your opinions on stuff, how you see the world, your processes, your views, your, your you know, how antiquated you think pro, uh, committee meetings are, right? All this other stuff. Like saying that and speaking that means that when you go to work with a person, they already know who you are, right? You've already done all the hard work of saying who you are, what you believe in, what you stand for, all that stuff. And they just want to work with you. So you can this is like the other hack. You can charge higher fees because they want to work with you and you're going to keep them longer because they already want to work with you, right? So long as you don't screw it up in whatever deliverable you're doing, you will keep that client for far longer than if you never put out content. Yes, you're, you're spot on. But but so much of what I've realized too in the content world, like I'm not a marketing guy. I'm not a social media guy, right? I own a construction company. We build shit. But I made a conscious effort a few years ago to start writing content, hell or high water. I'm going to put out X number of posts a week and see what happens. And, you know, we started building a following. We started getting, you know, more and more people looking at our shit. But to your to your earlier point about likes and comments, like I'm not the guy that's going to figure out the algorithm, right? I don't have the time or patience or frankly, even desire. And it's real easy to fall in that trap, like you mentioned, like, what the, what the hell's going on here? I'm, I'm dropping content every single day. I've got X number of people following me, but no one's hitting the damn button. Uh, and it took me a long time and you actually turned me onto it. But like, when you stop looking at the likes and the comments and you look more at the, the view count, you know, and when you get into the analytics and you actually see who's seeing it, the numbers blow me away. It's like, okay, well now, now I can kind of flip that back. And like, I don't really care. You want to like it, like it. If you don't, don't. 
but I know I can, I can tell you without beyond any shadow of doubt, the reach I'm getting with every single post I write, you know, LinkedIn especially is fairly decent with that. So, you know, it's just a, it's a numbers game. And again, you know, one client is all we need. One client, one, one future employee, one partner, you know, whatever it may be, we're not in the business of selling widgets, right? We're not a, we're not an e-com genius, you know, right? I'm, I'm not just pumping out piles of crap and, and building my net worth on volume, a volume of shit sold. It doesn't work like that in our world, right? I mean, most of our clients, we've talked about this before, most of the people that we work with at, at the construction company, we might work for them once. Now they do a hell of a lot for us as far as referrals go. And we work for a lot of their friends, but a lot of our clients are, are not massive conglomerate companies that are going to build something new every, every few years, right? If they're kind of like your school examples, they might build one building in their life, period. And if, if we can kick ass and build that for them, and then we can show people on social, on, on LinkedIn and whatever else, and then they, you know, whether or not they come listen to the, the rants and raves here, it, it's all just that one big churning machine and it is marketing, right? And you're way more in tune to the marketing world than I am, but it, everything we do is marketing. Everything you do is about sales. And it doesn't matter if you're a salesman by title, or if you're a project engineer or an estimator or an HR manager or a fucking janitor, everything you do is sales at the end of the day, right? You're always selling something. And once you, once you flip that mentality that like sales are bad, and that like, it's a scary thing and realize that we're all selling, it, it becomes a lot easier and becomes a lot easier to be authentic. At least it, it did for me. Oh man, there's so much in that. Um, this goes to show like, you know, one conversation, right. About being true to who you are can open up so many doors. You know, we can, we can take that in a lot of directions. Um, you know, I don't know where we are in time for this episode, but like the being who you are, being like having an opinion on stuff, but backing it up with experience is so important, right? Like Matt, you know, you're more in touch with the the game on a day-to-day basis than than I am, right? Like I I I've taken a much bigger view of the the industry as a whole and done it through software, but the conversations that I have right around processes around how people work around, you know, like how do you get a 300,000 square foot project out the door in two weeks? Like, can you make actually make that happen for like design documents? Answer is yes. However, right. Like you now from a holistic viewpoint, like I take a $70 million project and I can crank it out in two weeks. Like that's a much different viewpoint than like you're blocking and tackling, which is what makes this great too of, and I say blocking and tackling in like the, the aspect of, you know, you're executing on your projects in your area. And, and that's how most contractors, you know, are right. Like very few are like the McCarthy's of the world or like the Ryan Holmes or those guys that can take the hundred thousand foot view of the industry and like the whole U S right. Most all like most everybody. And this was me when I worked in a firm, right? Like I cared about, when I lived in Indianapolis, like I cared about the Indiana market, right? Indiana, Ohio, Kentucky, you know, where we did projects. Like I cared about those markets, what was happening in those areas, you know, 
when I worked for healthcare, I cared about that healthcare system, right? Like I didn't care about anything else. I didn't care what was going on nationally. It did not matter to me. And so, you know, like you have your 30,000 foot view of your world, right? And my world now is just at a much bigger level, but this goes to, it's nationally really, it's globally and like how you put a project together. But the, the basis of this is like speaking about like what, your view and your experiences, but if you have no experience, and this is where I think a lot of people fall flat and like the whole social thing goes awry is you're not talking from experience, right? Like you're not doing anything, you know, either significant within your, your job, um, or not finding unique views on it, or you're not doing anything in your personal life, right? Like the things that I talk about in my daily newsletter is like about running or the experience I just had at three of seven and hanging out with a Navy SEAL for the weekend, right. And getting my butt kicked. I, you know, I talk about like shooting and how like I'm learning a ton there. Right. I talk about the construction industry and process and cash flow and like things that most people don't think about in their business. Right. But all those things matter. But for you, like you can go and find something, right? That you're you're new to, that you're learning about and talk about it, right? Like I talk about training for a hundred mile race that I haven't done. Like, okay, let's, how's this going to work out? You know, like talk about going and shooting and like how I've gotten better in that, which I'll say for the next episode. But like the, the nuances in all this are, you know, from experience, right? So like Matt, your experience in like how a project's going, like what went wrong on this or man, we got like <laughs> here, if I was building stuff, you know, where I am in California or even like in most of California right now, like we got seven inches of rain in the last week, which for California is a lot, you know, like <laughs> things are flooded and, you know, like people are getting evacuated and all this stuff like, okay, well, how do you operate in that environment? And like, how do you, you know, we're dropping in pumps and all like whatever that is, right? Like it could be snow, it could be shut down, it could be the city, you know, did something, right? It could be a number of things and how you got through it. Those stories are what allow people to, to navigate things themselves. They're what allow people to relate to you and how you handled it, right? So now the other beauty of this is that a client, if they listen to the show, they would know how you handle those situations whenever that's going to come up for them. Right. And you're never going to do that in casual conversation. Like it's not, I mean, it might come up, but by and large in like a proposal process or anything else that you end up doing, like you're not going to come up with like, Oh yeah, no, we, this client over here, right. We don't say names, but like this client had a, a issue and like the whole basement flooded and you know, we, this is how we handled it. Right. Um, but if you go back like 10 years, the reason like Yarka Ingalls and the big group and like uh, Prince and some of these other big name architects are big name architects is because they did media. They did TED Talks. They did all this stuff. And that's how they became the, the brand name, the star architect that they are and command these massive fees for, you know, their designs. Like that's how they did it, guys. So you know, but it took a long time for them to get their name out there. You know, they had some awesome projects that they got to build and that's, you know, how they become those guys. Right. But it started with, you know, them putting up content on the internet. Well, and it's all about them being authentic and being real and, you know, you nailed it. Don't be a fake ass internet coach. If you've never done it right. We, you and I have both 
walk the walk to now talk the talk, right? I've built a lot of shit in my day and you've designed a ton of stuff in your day. So we are absolutely qualified to come on here and, and, you know, spit some fire about these topics. Now you won't find me giving anybody advice on picking stocks, you know, or, or selling insurance or, cause that's just, that's not my game. So just be real and don't try and force it either. That's, that was the other thing that really was an eye opener to me. Like when I first started writing content for both myself and the company, it was like, man, this is hard. I can't think of anything. And I would sit here or sit in front of my computer somewhere for hours and do nothing. And I, I couldn't, like, it would just be this mind block. And, you know, what am I going to write? No one's going to like it. And, you know, what if nobody looks at it? And then something snapped. I was like, well, what if they do? What if they do look at it? You know, and, and once you realize, like, it doesn't matter how many followers you have, whether you're at Frisella's level or you're just starting, like, nobody truly gives a shit, right? You're not going to, you're not solving world problems with social media content. So as long as you're being true and authentic and you actually have a, a plat or a, a leg to stand on what you're talking about, just go and do it. And, and just, you can't be afraid of the outcome. It's no different than starting a business, right? You might fail. You might fall flat on your damn face, but you also might, you might make it right. And you just got to do it. You got to be real. You got to be open. And I don't know, we could, we could beat this one to death, I, I think, but it's just a matter of, of being consistent, being honest and, and as raw as you can handle. Yeah. And the, the two things I'll close with, man, is, you know, what happens, uh, like if you don't, right. Like what's going to happen if you don't do it, it's going to, you're going to be exactly where you are probably worse. Right. So let's just be real with that. And then two, nobody cares. Right. One of the things I saw recently was uh, like the Queen of England died six months ago. And until now, you did not think about her. Right. If the uh, Queen, nobody thinks about her for the last six months. <laughs> Nobody's thinking about you or I, brother. <laughs> yeah. You really don't like nobody cares. Right. So they care so long as it's there. But if you don't post, they might be like, man, what happened to that? And then that thought went away, right? They have the next thing to move on to. So, I mean, you got to stay present. You got to stay top mind, all those things. But at the end of the day, nobody cares, you know? Yeah. Most people are consuming your content while they're sitting on the toilet, you know, and they're, they're thumbing through their phone. And if, if something catches their eye, they might stop for, you probably know the actual data. I'm going to say it's three seconds. It's not very long, you know, and then they're on to the next thing, just boom, 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 and if if you want to really win at that game, you just gotta, you can't care about that, right? You can't, can't care about the likes. You can't care about the comments. You just got to keep doing you. Yeah. Care about who you are, right? Care about the, who the people around you think you are, uh, that know you in real life, you know, like that, that actually know you that actually have conversations with you. You know, a lot of my friends shit, I don't see them face to face, but maybe once a year you know, but I talk to them regularly, like, you know, Matt, you're one of them. I got a slew of other guys, you know, that I talk to regularly, but I don't see them face to face, you know, but a few times a year. So right. you can have, you know, those friends, but, you know, people need to know you in real life, right? Like have real conversations with you that aren't, you know, 140 characters long, you know? <laughs>
Like that's, that's what it amounts to. So care about what those people think outside of that doesn't matter. Yeah. And, and you're only doing yourself a disservice if you put on some, some false bravado or, or you play a character in social media or on a podcast, right? Cause when you, when you do then end up meeting somebody or somebody calls you out in a meeting, if you actually aren't that guy or that, that woman that you're portraying, then you look like a damn fool. Yeah, that's, that's bad. Um, so yeah, just in closing, uh, for this episode, guys, like be honest, you know, be, be truthful, be transparent to a point, you know, like with your opinions, with your views of the world, you don't have to be personal. Like, and I think that's the other thing too. Like you do not have to show your life, right? Like you guys don't know where I live. You don't know anything that I don't want you to know. Right. And I think that goes for a lot of us is, you know, you can, you can help people, you can spread the word, you can be good about a lot of things. Um, just know that like, you do not have to share what you ate for breakfast or any of that stuff. Uh, you do not have to be personal, right? Like just share the things that you know, and the topics that you want to talk about and leave it at that. hundred percent, man. I, I talk about my family and I'll talk about my wife and my kids from time to time. <laughs> You show up at my house, you better be invited though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Trespassers will be shot once, you know, survivors shot again. Ah, <laughs> uh, good so, deal, man. All right, guys. Be you. I mean, that's bottom line for this episode. Just be you. It, it'll pay off, you know, and you'll find your voice. You'll find your ability to speak and uh, communicate effectively to not only you know, the world and, and business and, but also in life and uh, you have better conversations, better friendships, better relationships all the way around until next time.